Warning, the following episode of Orsini's Uncensored Mind contains explicit language and adult content. The thoughts and opinions stated on the show are reflective of A.J. Orsini and his guests exclusively. But seriously, guys, the show's called Uncensored. If you got a problem with bad language, I really don't give a shit. Does it entertain you? Yeah, Are you entertained? It does. I want the world to know that that was completely... That was... The night that we recorded those intros, we did like eight or nine different versions. That was like the sixth one, and I couldn't stop laughing. So, I was like, well, that's the one then. The there one that go. entertains me thoroughly. It giggles my gut. I get it. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another edition, another episode, whatever the fuck you wish to refer to it as, a new chapter, whatever... Of Orsini's Uncensored Mind, I am, of course, your host, AJ Orsini, and, of course, my brother besides me on this ride and this journey to the end is my brother, Deceive Dave. He's here. No question mark necessary. He's in the house. Mm -hmm. Um, So, week three, week three, kids alive and well. Oh, yeah. Parenting's going good so far. As good as it's going to get, but this was also your first week back into the workplace. It was. Transition, how'd that go? It was, uh, it was pretty clean. Pretty clean. Was everybody, it was, was everybody kissing your ass when you got back? Oh, here he is, dad. Hey, welcome back, dad. I was all right. I mean, people <laughs> were cool, showed a few pictures, Oh, okay. but, uh. Yeah, I kind of came back with a little bit of a vengeance, too, oh. so I'm not everybody's friend. Oh, came back kicking ass. Papa Bear's in the house. <laughs> came back kind of like, hey, you know, I, I heard I heard a couple things when I got back. I wasn't oh. really happy about it, so Uh-oh. I had to kind of like, uh, well, it, was my, it, it was my <clears throat> it was my first meeting in like almost three months because before I left, we have meetings every Wednesday with our immediate coworkers. So when I left, before I left, there a lot of people were going on vacation and all kind of stuff like that. So my schedule got altered. My meetings are on Wednesday, but I didn't work on Wednesday for better for like three months. So we didn't have any meetings. This was the first meeting in that time, and uh, yeah, I kind of pretty much told them they need to step their game up, or some people are going to be going home. Oh man, (laughs) In in a roundabout way. So Jesus Christ, yeah. It wasn't, uh, they were like, oh, hey, how's the baby? I'm like, oh, great. Look, see, she looks great. Hey, by the way, if you don't uh, start working better, you're going home. <laughs> I, I would have been, how's the baby? Don't sidestep me here. 
That's oh, that no, bullshit. No, dude, I'll start that with you. We can dance. It's fine. <laughs> Just know that like when I start to talk, you're not gonna like it. Had to transition so. from Sam's daddy to theirs. I hey, see man, how that goes. Listen, I gotta get some shit done. I heard a lot of complaints when I was out. Oh, Didn't no. like that. And uh, more now more than ever, I have a job I need to secure. So it's your job or mine. Oh, oh and so, I choose me every goddamn every time. Every time. I'm, there you, you know go. What I mean? So that's that's where that was. It was it wasn't too bad. Like most of the people, actually, to be honest with you, I got a lot more. Uh, I got a lot more respect than I did negative feedback after that meeting a few guys came up to me and actually said that they appreciate i'm putting a little bit more pressure on the guys who are a little bit more lackadaisical so it actually kind of turned out pretty good okay all right all right all right all right well that's that's the work life yeah back into it back into the grind back into the grind uh the long stretches for her is tough now it's like i was here for a whole month so we kept we was able to alter breaks now it's like she's she's just stuck with her for 10, 10 whole hours straight. <laughs> so it just gets tough. I come I come home and I grab her and I I try to stay with her until like five. But uh, it really depends on who sleeps and stuff like that. <laughs> well, this podcast is not helping, but that's all right. At mm. least at least she knows it's it's coming to an end. <laughs> yeah. right. It's Still, coming. It kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah, well, there's other projects that are going to be coming up that you will be a part of. Don't you? Don't you fret. You're not off the hook yet. Mm. It's just the regular aspect of the weekly basis thing. Don't don't you worry about that. We got work for your ass. Don't you worry. Plenty, plenty for you to do here. Uh, actually, one of the things that I want to talk about is a few things before we get to the Disney stuff, which is going to be the core of our conversation. Not doing a whole lot of wrestling today. We're talking some D23 stuff. I said last week that I was really interested in a lot of the stuff that came out, but I wanted to wait till it came out to its fruition. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday last week were the D23 days of the convention, and we recorded Saturday morning, so there was so much more that came out that I knew would come out the next day I wanted to wait, so we're going to talk about that stuff today. Won't be a whole lot of wrestling here today, uh, but there's two bullet points that I want to hit before we get into the Disney thing. Uh, we just talked about your job. I'm going to give some people some dates and some information about my other job, uh, which would be in the wrestling business. Uh, we are in the month of September, and I got to tell you, I've been I'll feeling pretty. What? Yeah, I tell you what, boy. Uh, I've been feeling really great because I haven't had any shows, so I've been able to ease into transition to my work and my family life after post vacation. Mm. And been able to transition a little bit, but taking the weekends, we're doing stuff with the fam, uh, because nice. starting October, oh my God, is that the first or the second? That's the Saturday, so it'll be the first. Starting October 1st, uh, essentially every fucking weekend between between October 1st and Christmas, um, Daddy's booked. And he's going to be moving around a lot. So I kind of wanted to give some people an indication as to what that even fucking means. So here we go. Yeah, October 1st. So October 1st, um, I have a show that is very unique. Uh, So I'm going to be managing again. I'm with the Blood Brothers. We're doing our thing. But this will be the first time ever, I think, for all three of us. That we're working a show literally in our hometown. 
And oh, what I mean by that, what I mean by that is that people just assume that we're from New York, which means I'm doing a show in New York City, which means Manhattan, which is true. But I don't mean Manhattan as in the Isle of Manhattan somewhere. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm a proud member of the LES community, Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. You grew up there a little bit yourself. Right, with Grandma's house down there and all the family we've had down there, all the time we've spent down there. Mm. That is where we're from. And for years, not just me, but Max Mercy and Ray's are all from the same goddamn place. Uh, more specifically, if I can get my names right, I'm I'm from the Vladics. Ray's is from... He's in Alphabet City. What is that LaGuardia? Yeah, it's LaGuardia Houses. And... Baruch, I think Max is from the Baruch section, all within blocks of each other. Uh, where we were born, where we were raised, uh, you know, that's we spent a lot of time there. We've wrestled in a million places, but believe it or not, except for some backyard stuff, which I don't count, we've never done a pro show in the Lower East Side, ever. And we've been doing this for well over a decade. It's been years now. And a buddy of ours who live, who still lives there, who was a referee, his name is Shady, he has traveled to the same places we have. He's refereed our matches. We all grew up together and yet somehow still remained in the business together. It's been fun. He made a pitch. There's a church down there called Our Lady of Sorrow down there on Pitt Street. Now, that Pitt Street, I have a lot of memories. Not all good. Uh, not all bad. That liquor store is infamous. If you're from the lower, you know what store I'm talking about. And not too far from that liquor store is a church. And they're going to be doing a fundraiser event. Carnival. There's going to be some games. There's going to be some clowns. There's going to be all kinds of shit. They're going to close the street off. Do a little street carnival deal. And he convinced them to do a two-hour wrestling show for that carnival. Mm. So we're going to be outside on Pitt Street by the Williamsburg Bridge. Right where we all grew up. Right where we used to backyard, right where we used to daydream of one day being on TV, wrestling on pay-per-view or something. Which, by the way, we accomplished all those dreams. And But that's where the dreaming started. So, we're going to be heading back to October 1st. We're heading to Pitt Street, and we're going to do a show, and we're super psyched because... That means all the family who keeps asking me about this wrestling shit can now... All they have got to do is leave their homes uh, and walk uh, a few blocks over, <laughs> and you'll get a chance to off. see it. Yes, exactly. You'll get a chance to see it yourself. Uh, I got a few people down there, friends and family, that I've always wondered, what the hell is he doing at these shows? Well, October 1st, all you got to do is walk over a few blocks. You don't even have to take a bus. No travel. Walked you you I have family in that neighborhood who would have to walk farther to go to the store than it would be to see that show. Damn. Can't get more in your backyard than that besides setting a ring up in your living room. So if you don't come to that, it is what it is. Never coming to nothing. <laughs> it is what it is. So I got a couple of personal things happening on the other weekends, but here we go now on uh, the twenty third. Yes, October 23rd, the Blood Brothers are heading back to Upper Limits Pro Wrestling. We are going to be getting into a big deal with the Faceless Ones. That should be good. The next weekend, we're traveling to Maryland. We're Maryland. Going, we're going to Maryland 
And uh, we got ourselves a two out of three falls match for their tag team titles. So that should be interesting because we've won belts before, but we've never wrestled in Maryland before, and we're already in line for the tag titles. So that spells trouble for them because I don't think that means that means they've been watching. Yeah, I don't think uh, that. uh, I hope they don't think that we're going down there to lose that. Uh, We're coming. We're coming home with gold. So I just want to let the world know. Uh, The week after that. I'm back in Connecticut. I'm excited for this. November 5th, brand new company, company, Tetsu Pro Wrestling, back in Connecticut, Bristol to be exact, mere minutes from where we used to call home down in Middletown, Connecticut. Mere minutes, 20 I think to be exact, separate Bristol and, and Middletown and just south of Hartford, Connecticut. For those of you who know my history, you know that I've spent a great deal of time both in Connecticut personally and professionally. I've done a lot of shows in Connecticut, and I can't wait to be back. And this will be the first time in five years, I counted, that I'll be ring announcing and hosting an event. Ooh. I haven't done that in years, so I'm actually really excited. I bought a, I bought new a whole new outfit and everything. Like I, I thought, you like didn't like doing that because it fucks with your character. As the as the manager, yes, that's part of the reason why I stopped doing it a long time ago. But uh, this a favor was called in. How about that? I'll explain it like that. There was a uh, there was some some uh, what did they say in Marvel? I, I had read on my ledger. I had to clear it out. Uh, the individual who had called me up has done so much for me. To be honest with you, in my career. That he's starting a new company, and I'm not going to say beg because that would be disrespectful. But he did, he has, he he harassed me for a while, and he's like, "Come on, I need a guy I can trust in there." I got, blah, 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 blah. and it's Connecticut. I don't know. I wavered, and I got to be honest with you, I'm a little excited. I haven't done it in a while, so you know, it's not like I'm on fucking worldwide pay per view. It'll be a local show, so I'm not worried about it. So I'm like, all right, yeah. let's go. Uh, November twelfth. We're going to be defending our tag team titles with CCW. Um, that fast forward that one, obviously, to December, where we do another CCW show, which I'm sure we'll be defending the tag titles again since we're not losing in November. That's for sure. And then we're back in Maryland again. Traveling to Maryland again. Four-hour drive there. Four-hour drive back should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. And then, of course, Christmas break, and we already have bookings set up for January. So if you're in anywhere in those areas. Oh, so as far as, like, CCW goes, the, the, those shows are going to be in North Jersey, I believe, Ridgefield Park. And the Maryland show will be at 190 Post Office Road in Waldorf, Maryland, which is kind of somewhere near the middle. It's, like, about 20 minutes east of D.C., I want to say. In that area. So more info to come. I'll give you guys more exact information as we get closer. Just want to give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, The second thing I want to talk about before we get into this Disney stuff. I know you got to go. So we're going to get into it quick. But I just want to make one small comment. So I had a buddy of mine who listened to our show last week. Personal friend. Not a fan. Personal friend. And he heard the show. And he heard what we had to say about the post-media scrum. And some of our words that we used to describe that situation and where some of our feelings were about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shared a concern. concern. And his concern was 
You know, for as much work as I'm doing with the Blood Brothers and as much work as the Blood Brothers are doing, do I think it wise to go on a podcast and disparage the good names of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks (laughs) and Tony (laughs) Khan? So I would like to address that comment, and this will literally take seconds. I'm not going to go deep. But I'm going to agree with him. I should not be disparaging the good name of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Tony Khan. He is correct. What I will do, however, is double way the fuck down on sitting on this podcast and putting my truth out there, my opinion, that of all those people, I'll give them the pass, fine. But the one person I will not... And I will never change my mind on this. Scarred for life. It's done. You're in my head. It's over. Adam Page is the biggest pussy on planet Earth. Copy copy and paste, screenshot, copy it, put it into an MP3, send it to his fucking personal phone. I don't give a fuck. Everything, and I think you said it best. You summed it up perfectly. Any grown man that will put himself... In another man's drama and then try to fight that fight for him unfucking warranted bitch made. It's done. It's done. He started that whole thing and didn't have the balls, the courage, whatever you want to say. He didn't have any of those attributes. Okay? If I remember correctly, when the shit hit the fan. Him out of his name too. Where was he at in the locker room? There you go. Actually, if you want to be honest about it. He probably went harder on Paige than anyone else. The hardest. And he had nothing to say. Absolutely. Nothing to his face. Nothing on social media. Who always, he always opens his mouth on social media. Nothing. He had nothing to say. So, forever and ever in my eyes, bitch made. That's it. You want me to stay away from Tony Khan, the Bucks, and Omega? Okay, cool. My com- I stand by my comments. But if you want me to back off on that, okay. The person I will not back off on is Adam Page. And I'm going to say it here, and I'm going to say it now. I will never do business with Adam fucking Page. Because I don't do business with known vaginas. <laughs> That's it. Full straight vagina mode. I got no interest in any of that. Fuck that. Fuck off. Any man, if you can call him that, that would play this game the way that he did, I could, if you, I put it like this. If he did that promo, the way that he did it, which by the way, wasn't a very good promo. He, this, this was a dude taking, a small local YMCA boxer taking cheap shots against Mike Tyson. This wasn't a great idea. He's not a verbal speaker like that. He's just not. But he tried. And I would give him full credit. I actually would have gone the complete opposite way. I would have given him all my respect. If he'd have spoke his truth, went to the back, continued to speak his truth all the way through, and dealt with whatever consequences came. That's it. If, you got, if you're going to feel that way and you're going to go into business for yourself, stick to your fucking guns. All the way through. Stick to those fucking convictions. Punk would. That's why he's got everybody's fucking respect. You waffled because you's a bitch. And that's what bitch do. They waffle. And you are a full 
IHOP platter of waffles. Because you're just a bitch all the way through, top to bottom. Not a cowboy fucking gene in you. 23 genes in the DNA. Not a single fucking one of them got cowboy written on it. That's it. You're a pussy and a bitch, and it's done. Now the whole world knows it. Because immediately after the promo, he's been relegated back to Dark Order, back to Multi-Man, where he's getting beat. Then you said it yourself last week, because I didn't see it, that Brian Danielson beat him in the first round, which now it looks like Brian Danielson and Moxie are in the finals for that. They're going to compete for the title. It looks like the belt finally might be going on the Dragon, which might make a little sense if they hadn't already beat him like a fucking Native American drum for the last few fucking months. And not just beat him, but concuss him and take him out of the fucking business. Only to bring him back and beat him again. But now we're going to put the world title on him, so all's well as it well. And the only reason he gets the title is because Punk and the other fucking assholes beat the shit out of each other for no fucking reason. Other than the fact of, we're circle back, Adam Page is a bitch. That's it. That's what. St- that's all this stuff. They tore pecs. A dog was almost trampled on. Nick Jansen's ocul- Nick Jackson's ocular bone will never be the same again. Kenny Omega got bit by an ace steel dog. All this because Adam Page was a toto. That's it. That's what he was. So we're moving on from. Fu- I'm moving fucking on from fucking Adam Page. Done deal. Good luck. You. They gave you a shot. You dropped the ball. You got fucking mad about it and threw a fucking hissy fit on the fucking microphone because you're the leader of a revolution. I don't what you revolutionized. I'm still questioning. I have no clue what that even fucking means. How did you revolutionize anything? All you did was start a company. It's been done like a million times. I don't understand what you revolutionized, but sure, fine, fuck it. So, done. So, for my, my good buddy who didn't think it was a wise idea, I've reneged. Except for this. I will n- I will never take that shit back about this fucking guy. Fuck that. What a pussy. And I'm thinking about naming this episode, What a Pussy. <laughs> Adam Page is a bitch. That's the name of the fucking episode. That will definitely get attention and get me fucked up. But it's whatever it is. I don't give a fuck. Anywho, on the more positive vibes, Disney! <laughs> Everything that happened over at D23, well, not everything. I picked a specific list of things that I looked over, and I'm going to go ahead and co-sign here. But a lot going on here with the Disney Expo. So this is, for those of you who are kind of like me, who don't follow every fucking convention imaginable, which I guess we'll start with that. Do you follow any of these things anymore? The Comic-Cons and the... And the individual company expos, like the gaming one or anything, do you follow any of these things where they do just big announcements and shit? No, I don't really follow them, no. Not too much. Like, I have people that go to them and stuff like that on my, you know, the YouTubes and the the Facebooks. Uh So if anything, like, interesting pops up, (laughs) I, I usually, you know, see what's going on and then I'll research it from there. All right. And then you'll pursue further if something piques your fancy is what you're saying here. I do the same thing. Uh, I don't really go out of my way to attend or to view these things online. Now I'm finding out now through this that there was a streaming version of this I could have witnessed or or paid attention to, but I don't have the time. Uh, But I do like hearing about the information that comes out of it. I'm a big fan of 
teasers and plans and, oh, we have this in the works. And I always get excited about that stuff, me personally. So before we get into what's actually been released here, I would like to preface everything that we're about to say about these projects that are coming up that I have been freed of the burden. I don't have this disease that seems to be spreading throughout all of fandom and that disease is I could actually separate myself from the project. Don't know where you land on this. I'll give you the chance to clarify for yourself. But for me, I am not one of those, well, that's not the way I would have done it kind of people. Are there projects that come out that I don't really like or not really fond of or I really just didn't find the entertainment value in that? Yes, I don't like every single thing that people do. Some of it's good and some of it's not good. But I would never look at a project and go, well, the only reason I don't like that is because that's not the way I would do it. I don't I mean, know if who, that's clear to people. Does. There are millions of people you gotta be who a are on psychopath who are on fucking social here. media just constantly with that. So, it, in my opinion, people who do that, I think sometimes rob themselves of enjoying whatever creative output came from this movie or this show or whatever. Because I don't know how many times I've heard, oh, this movie's crap, from like a million people. And then I'm, oh, great example. The other day, Morbius hit Netflix. And just go to any fucking page anywhere on the internet, and you'll tell you that Morbius is one of the biggest fucking disgustingly bad movies like of all time. So we were running, me and my wife took a day and just ran through a bunch of shit that was supposedly shitty. And Morbius made the list. We're like, okay, let's watch Morbius. And if it gets really, really bad, we'll just turn it off and switch it to the next thing. We watched the whole movie. We didn't have a big problem with it. We took it for what it was. The story as it actually wasn't really that hard to follow. The special effects didn't seem that terrible. I thought they did a really good job explaining his power set. I didn't understand what the issue was, to be fair. To each their own, but I didn't get it. Unfortunately, like... The whole criticizing thing, I, I don't, I don't, I can't remember what killed it for me. Like, I, I used to very, I, I used to um, really think it, you know, I would take those things seriously, but now it's, it's so bad, dude, because people can't watch these things objectively and then explain why it's, it's not a good movie or whatever the case may be. Everything is so opinionated that, I don't. I. It's really hard for me to take reviews of what people say. Now, that's not to say that people are incorrect, and sometimes things are really, really bad. But I mean, any person that has a brain of their own should probably try to watch something themselves, because people will just be dramatic, and it'll get to the point where it's just fun to hate on something. So it may not even actually be bad. It's just like whether it be a meme or something that sparks it. It's just fun to hate on shit, and and like the natural landscape of social media and stuff like that. So who knows? (laughs) Yeah. So I just, I wanted to preface it by, you know, there's going to be some stuff here discussed that, okay, I'm not the biggest fan of, but you know, whatever, I'll give it a shot. And then stuff that I'm sure I'll be giddy over that someone is going to sit there and go, Oh, AJ, calm down. Like for instance, let's get started because the first one on the list is exactly that. That's why I wanted to preface Indiana Jones 5. 
Mm. Okay. So uh, my first question, and I'm sure it was yours. Okay. Or if if you didn't know, uh-huh. who's playing Indiana Jones? Harrison Ford. And I saw that as yeah. I was reading along, so I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Like a part of me is like, Ugh, like I get it, but like. So here's here's the deal. The only uh, part I have is I'm a huge fan of the franchise, like the original three, and I even again. Back to the Morbius thing. I didn't have that much of a problem with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I also, because of my fandom of the original three, I don't know if you remember, but our stepfather, Ralph, he had a box set of the original three. And there was a fourth disc in that box set, which was just a bonus disc. So, like, deleted scenes, extra footage, behind-the-scenes stuff, blah, blah, blah. So... As always, because as my wife says, uh, my wife, by the way, truly believes that I have Asperger's, but that's a story for another day. Um, (laughs) She truly, no, she's actually been talking to a few of her, uh, we have uh, occupational. Why are wives so fucking mean? (laughs) She's been talking to certain people about getting me tested, but that's the conversation for another day. But uh, I obsess over stuff like this, right? So I obviously love watching all three of the original movies, but then... The bonus disc for this box set gives you a behind-the-scenes, you know, you're talking to Spielberg and Harrison and all these people, and they show you storyboards of what the ideas kind of were for the original, for Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is the very, very first one, and how close and similar they were to, in a way, to kind of like Star Wars. Which is how Indiana Jones got Harrison in the first place. I don't know who out there doesn't know this, but Tom Selleck was actually cast originally to be Indiana Jones. And then there was some scheduling thing or something like that had come up. So they needed a new Indy, and that's when George pitched Harrison. But Harrison was already doing Han Solo as in, in, uh, Han Solo in Star Wars. And the subject material for Raiders of the Lost Ark was very similar to Star Wars. There were aliens in that first movie. So Harrison didn't like the idea of doing the movie because it seemed too similar to Star Wars. I don't want to keep doing alien stuff. It's odd. So they made some changes. They turned it a little bit more towards the religious side of things, which, let's be honest, is basically sci-fi. And so Harrison got interested more in that, and then he ended up doing the movie, and we got the movie that we got. But the original, and that movie took off so well, they just stayed on that vibe. They didn't really change from that. But the original plan was aliens. So when they did Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and they threw aliens into that bitch, it threw everybody off because either they didn't know that or they did and they just didn't like it because it didn't vibe with the rest of the franchise. It felt weird to them. So I get the criticism of that. For me, I didn't really have much of a problem with that. I felt comfortable with it. it to me, it felt like an indie film. So if this movie can feel like an indie film, I'm kind of for it. But here in the uh, the description of what was actually released here at D23, the producer of the uh, the producer of the film, Kathleen Kennedy, actually gave the audience uh, like a teaser of some kind, some sort of footage. Exclusive footage was played there, and the uh, the the uh, big things that they had uh, revealed in that was he was reuniting with his pal Sala who was the uh, Middle Eastern Dune, the big one with the booming voice. And uh, that's going to be cool. He's riding a horse down the street, and he has some sort of action sequence in a subway track in New York. 
So they remember this takes place originally like I think the original films took place around World War Two time. And then, you know, when we came back from Crystal Skull, he was somewhere in the 50s. So they did age him along. So we could be now based on how long it's been since that last movie. We could be somewhere in the early 60s now. So and, we, and that's where you that's where you just like I don't that's where you just kind of lose me. Like oh, it's too, I, the sixties is too modern for you. Modern? <laughs> I don't know. Based I on the indie that, films, I don't think that's the word you were looking for. Well, no, there. I mean like because look at the original franchise. What are we? Desert, jungle, uh, like we're not around a whole lot of civilization in these films, and now he's in the subway tracks of New York. So yeah. it is a different vibe. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I would. I'm actually very intrigued to see how well this does. Okay. Because I, I don't really. I don't. I, I don't see a lot of people coming out of the house for that. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> I, well, me personally, I hope it does do well because I am a franchise uh, a fan of the franchise, and also this is the first time I think we've actually had it written contractually. In, on paper, that this is the last Indiana Jones. Like, Steven Spielberg has made the agreement that without Harrison, I don't want to do any more. And let's be honest, I think I think Harrison is officially right now 80. Isn't he 80 right now? That's crazy. It's like how many – he can't do any – I don't know how he pulled this one off. I don't know if you heard, but during the course of filming, he was sent to the hospital because of an injury. So I don't, huh. I don't know if doing – these are a great idea. <laughs> nah, probably hang it up. I man. think we should back off a little bit on on putting that man out there. Uh, 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 he's yeah, dude. I got it in front of me. He's eighty, bro. On the money. Goodness gracious. July thirteenth, nineteen forty-two. He just so he was like seventy-nine, I guess, when he filmed this. I guess that's it. That's it. He's done. We can stop now. His wife, by the way, is fifty-seven. Fuck off. How are you fucking an 80-year-old? Or are you fucking an 80-year-old? Ah, oh, come on. Harrison Ford has to be fucking right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I doubted you, Mr. Ford. Of course you're fucking. Uh, uh, yes. Of course. I mean, of co- I mean it's Harrison Ford. <laughs> this guy's been bagging bitches. When, when the fuck was he born again? 19 what? Oh, my God. 1942. He's been... he's He's gone from fucking flappers to just... I mean, he goes way back. Way back. Mm. 1942. He's been fucking since the 60s. Yeah, you don't stop. If you're Harrison Ford, you don't stop fucking. I'm sorry. <laughs> you don't. You don't stop. Even fucking. if you got to put his ass on a wicker chair and just give him a handy, he's got to get off. He's Harrison Ford. He deserves that. Yeah, absolutely. If you're married to Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones and the dude from mm-hmm. the fucking uh, the Fugitive, you got to give him a hand job. Mm-hmm. Even if you have to bring in like a nurse, like as part of the medical procedures to keep him healthy, as a hand job. <laughs> Watch his heart rate while yeah. he's here. You know, she cooks yeah. a breakfast for him. Harrison comes down. He's drinking his orange juice. Nurse comes in, makes sure his clothes is good, gives him a hand job, goes back, fixes the TV, and takes off. Yeah, part of the routine. It's part of the routine. He's got a nut into a cup, and then they dispose the cup. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Well, you don't want to make a mess. 80 year old come, I'm sure it's hard to get out of carpet. I'm assuming. Whatever protein or whatever's in there at that age, whatever's left. Also, I kind of feel like if you're 80 and you're ejaculating, I'm starting to feel like life essence comes out of you at that point, no? Like, you have to be physically breaking down. Yeah, it's like that movie with Justin Timberlake with the time. 
It's like every oh, time shit. he eat nuts, he he loses a day. Oh my god, you're probably the only human being <laughs> ever in life to reference that movie. Uh, well, to be fair, we just saw it recently with the girls. Lily and Wayne had it on, so fair it is enough. what it is. It came to mind. Uh, next project on the list is a Marvel Studios project that caught a lot of people by surprise. I don't know if you saw the trailer to this, Werewolf by Night. Did you ever? Did you see the trailer to this? No, I saw. I I don't know what this is. At well, I'm all. gonna explain it to you. As a matter of fact, let me read the passage here, so it gives you a much clearer idea. Black Probably. and white movies. So, so well, yeah, it's an old. Yeah. So listen, this is Marvel Studios. For those of you out there who have who also haven't seen it, because I know a lot of people haven't. This is brand brand new. Marvel Studios leans further into the horror genre with his upcoming streaming special. Presented as an old black-and-white monster movie, the trailer to Werewolf by Night shows a group of hunters trying to unmask the titular beast masquerading among them. Featuring plenty of scares and some appearances by Elsa Bloodstone and the monstrous Man-Thing, Werewolf by Night already looks like one of the most unique entries in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, the, the vibe of this, I did see the trailer, the vibe of this was old-school millimeter film drive through drive-in movie theater kind of vibe like that's the quality of the video not just the actual that's such a niche audience though it is but you know what when you're marvel and you have so many properties that appease the masses niche products isn't really that terrible yeah i don't think I mean, hit I all think markets com- i think we commented on that last week if i'm not mistaken yeah we the... made we did make mention of something like that when we were going over like the you know trying to appease all these different people the marvel and... universe yeah yeah so this or is... no uh, the avengers yeah uh, the, was the... It the avengers yeah. yeah yeah it was the avengers yeah so we uh this movie this is movie this, i think it's a series here or several episodes very uh for any unless you were like an old school cinema fan you wouldn't know what i'm describing i think the most most recent version of something like this that I could explain. I mean, they Remember, should have went all the way and just made it like, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? They should have just made it uh, where it's just the words on the screen. Oh, like <laughs> a silent the, film it, version. It, 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 it narrated. It's like it's like cut to a black and white screen with some letters, kind of telling you what the next scene is about, and then yeah. they just act it out. Almost vaudevillish. Like, yeah, boom, they could have went. Boom, they should have went all the way. Should have leaned all the way into it. <laughs> I think that was too far back. I think they pulled it in oh, a little bit. On. You ever seen Grindhouse, Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse, the double movie he did where it was like a drive-in movie thing with Kurt Russell in the car and then like the zombie thing? Uh-uh. This kind no, of... No, I haven't. I think that was like big when I wasn't... I actually saw it in the movie like theater that. across from Tuckahoe. That's how far back that shit goes. I think Damn. it was 2006, yeah. Something like that around that time. This has a very throwbacky. Uh, monsters in the night type feel it was like who will stand tall or whatever it was like ah! it was like so it was cheesy but at the same time like i don't know if you're a real like cinema buff type of person this is for you it was it was it's campy i'll give it to you it's campy it's one of those uh next project that came up this one actually actually had a trailer to it secret invasion um, starring Samuel L. Jackson, of course, and our homegirl, Kobe Smulders, back in the verse. Um, uh, she's in there, uh, a couple of the characters from Ms. Marvel, oh, Ms. Marvel, fuck me. I'm old, guys. She was always Ms. Marvel when I was a kid. Captain Marvel are in uh, this, not Captain Marvel herself, 
But a lot of the characters, as far as the scrolls go, were in this trailer just a little bit. Uh, they took a different tact. The fact that they're doing this through the POV of Nick Fury is a very interesting take. I will applaud Sam for even still fucking doing this. You want to talk about a soldier. He wasn't, he wasn't just phase one, folks. He was in the first movie. Granted, he was the cameo at the end, but he was in it. He's here. He's in everything. This fucking guy. We know we were just talking about Harrison Ford. Hey, let's not shovel him out there anymore. Uh, hold on a second. Samuel L. Jackson age. What are we talking about here? 73. He's got about seven good years left in him now that I'm thinking about it. Um, this fucking guy. He's the he's the he's acting like the guy right now who goes to the interview and goes, Yeah, I'm just looking for a company I can grow in, you know? <laughs> like that dude is that dude is just that dude uh, is just I think my resume is yeah. ushering in all of the generations. This guy Marvel movies, dude. This guy has been a part of every major franchise on planet fucking Earth. He, he this guy does not stop. I mean, granted, when you're that talented, fuck it, you get bored easy, I'm sure. You're not gonna stay this man is not gonna sit at home and golf. But this has to be, like, the, the crazy thing about it, though, is that this has to be the the Monday through Friday job that you, you worked so hard for, you know, the good shift. The <laughs> one where it's, like, it's so good that you should have retired 10 years ago, but you didn't because it's so fucking easy. Yeah. And, and you're, like, giving up free money walking away from it. Yeah. That's this to, to Samuel. They, they protect him so well. He doesn't have to do anything crazy. I'm sure his cameos don't take nearly as long to shoot. I I promise you, like the, the the parts and the scenes in these movies that he has, for the most part, especially the cameos in movies where he's not like all the way in, aren't quite taking that long to do. And the money he's making per work he's putting in, like physically, has to be just astronomical. So good for him, man. Well, this one. Uh, he had to bring his lunch pail for this one. He had to work because this one's a series. Oh, yeah, yeah. This, was a, this yeah, one's this a was series, and this is wrapped around him. So for mm-hmm. those of you who are unfamiliar with Secret Invasion, uh, there's been many variations of this story. I think the one they're drawing from more specifically has to do with the, uh, the ooh, excuse me, between the Skrulls and the Kree, if I'm not mistaken. And he is a big part of that. But I think the biggest takeaway from this trailer is that it has very, I'll read this one here. This Disney Plus crossover series will follow Fury as he battles a group of shape-shifting scrolls secretly operating on Earth. Based on the trailer, now that I read that, I guess the Kree won't be a part of this, but they're explaining it the other way. Based on the trailer, the alien invasion will be presented more like a gritty spy thriller, similar to Captain America the Winter Soldier. Audiences were already hyped to see what secrets will be revealed in this series, and after seeing this sneak peek, it's clear the MCU will never be the same. They say that after every fucking release, but here's this. Here's my takeaway. We did a, we did a whole thing on this show, on the MCU, movie for movie for movie leading up to Endgame, and there was even an episode where I believe you and I did our top ten favorite MCU films of all time. My number one to this day. It's Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And one of the biggest reasons for that was because the way that was shot. I love the story behind that, the way they put that together, the way they mixed in their dramatic stuff with their action stuff. To me, it was just it was perfection as an MCU film. If this show is going to follow that template, 
Sign me way the fuck up. I'm in. You're ready I'm for in. It. I'm you're, ready. My body is ready. You're here for it. I'm, he, it I'll, make, I'll make time for it. That's right. <laughs> I'll call out of work. I don't know. I don't care. I got to see this. Now, the only thing that sucks is I won't have Chris in it. That's fine. But there's plenty of players in here that are going to make this interesting. And I definitely want to see how they're going to be using the scrolls after this. Because, my God, they've been very limited so far. They've only done the Marvel movie and, excuse me, the Captain Marvel movie and now this. I don't know how they get involved at all with anything. I actually believed for a small second there because I thought they were going to go all out for Endgame. I thought they would play a role in that, but they didn't, which is good, I guess, because that would have been convoluted. But where we go from here with them, I'm also very, very curious. Um, Our next entity here, oh boy, uh, Captain America, New World Order. First of all, big wrestling reference. I appreciate that. Everyone keeps hitting me up with the, the fucking too sweet with this shit. Pictures of Captain America do it with the NWO shirt on and shit like that. <laughs> so I love the wrestling connection there. But uh, I'll read this real quick. With the announcement that Sam Wilson will lead a fourth Captain America, fans have wondered what adversary he will face next. In a surprising twist, it was revealed that Tim Blake Nelson would return to play the film's villain Samuel Stern, a.k.a. The Leader. Stern was last seen in The Incredible Hulk, which again was phase one, when a drop of the Hulk's blood drips into his open head wound, mutating him. As the MCU continues to reintroduce characters from the Hulk's films with the return of Abomination, it makes sense that Stern finally gets his chance to wreak havoc as this overlooked supervillain. So there's a piece of the puzzle that people have not heard about. For years, people have been clamoring for another Hulk solo film. We've only had one. While everyone else has gotten three or four films, he's only gotten the one. And what people don't understand is that the Hulk character was under purchase of another company. They worked out an agreement very similar to the one they did for Spider-Man to include him in the MCU, but they didn't own him for a while. That statute is up. That's how She-Hulk happened. That's how Abomination is happening. And now, I guess, the leader as well. So his whole rogue gallery and everything associated with Hulk is now available to them. And there's mm-hmm. a very good chance we're hearing some rumor down the pipe that a solo Hulk film could be around the corner. So for everyone who keeps bitching and moaning that the Hulk has been quote-unquote nerfed. <laughs> can't, can't believe I'm saying that sentence out loud, but yeah. No, nah, it feels good, man. It feels good. Let it seep down into your bone. <laughs> But, yeah, for everyone who keeps saying he's been nerfed and neutered and he's just a piece of shit now. Um, what a soft pussy. Well, I can't believe they made She-Hulk stronger than Hulk. They didn't. And they actually, this is what drives me fucking nuts. They actually showed you that he, that she wasn't, you dipshits. Because, I can, again, I can tell who's watching the show and who's not. In the trailer, they did a scene on the beach where Hulk throws a stone. By the way... It wasn't really a throw. He just kind of flicked the bitch to showcase the strength. She-Hulk throws a rock. It goes further, and she does one of those yes things, and they clip to something else. So people ran with that. and they're like, Oh, they're making She-Hulk stronger than Hulk. 
If you watch the fucking episode, people didn't really say that. No, dude, who are these? How do you have access to these? T- people what did we talk about last week? I've got the most toxic. I know people it's here. kind it's of brilliant. a rhetorical question. You yeah. need to delete that shit. You're poisoning. I your need. Brain. I need to see it because I need. You know, you know I need thing, to. You know that thing when you're with the like you're the athlete and you're you're trying to talk to the the other athlete girl, and you're clearly faster or stronger <laughs> or you play the sport better, but you let her win. <laughs> you know, kind of just uh, you, you give her a little nudge, but you let her win because you're trying to do. You know, you, you like her and you want to get with her or whatever. Yeah, that's what that's what everyone just got. Like they just got pump faked to thinking that she was stronger when yeah. she wasn't, and everyone bought it. Yeah, because they just wanted something to bitch about. That's all it was in that scene. He in the show. If you watch it, he flicked it, no effort, just flicked a rock, and it went like a certain distance. She throws it. It passes. She gets excited. He grins, grabs a very similar rock, and with barely any effort, chucks that shit into a different fucking galaxy <laughs> to showcase to you, chill, I'm still the man, okay? <laughs> but no one saw that part, of course. Same thing with the scene. So we're putting the scenes side by side where you saw the first episode, so I'm not spoiling anything here, where Jen tries to leave in the Jeep, and she hits him with the Jeep. The Jeep basically kind of just runs into him and basically runs him over. And they put that side by side when, when in the Avengers film, when Hulk got hit with the Chitari thing, that big ass fucking centipede looking thing. And he grabbed it and he stopped it from moving forward to the point where it curled up. And Iron Man shoots the rockets into him. And they're like, so he could stop a whole Chitari army thing, but he can't stop a Jeep. <laughs> so you dipshits. His cousin's in the Jeep. Why the fuck would he throw that? Are you stupid? He was fighting an alien. Of course he wants to de- fucking decapitate the fucking alien. His cousin's in the car. He's not trying to her- murder anyone, you dipshit. By the way, it didn't work. Again, next scene, he gets flung from the Jeep into a mountain. Not a scratch, not a bump. It was actually kind of annoying. Didn't hurt him. He's still the Hulk, you fucking idiots. Jesus fucking Christ. They had... Here's the thing about that. They had to humanize him. They had to. He can't be, raw, destroy all the fuck. Are you kidding me? 12 years of raw, destroy. Oh, my God. Live your truth. Oh, my God. He had to be humanized at some point so that when the time is right, they can accomplish what they will eventually accomplish, which is what always happens in every story involving the Hulk. Eventually, the Hulk will separate from Bruce. When that happens, and it's just Berserker Hulk, you'll get what you want. He'll murder babies and tear planets in half and eat dogs alive and all whatever the fuck you think the Hulk should be. I swear to God, people have it in their heads that the Hulk is some raging, life-altering demon from the eat from the from underneath that just murders souls and tear. And there, yeah, he's got some qualities about that. But how many comic books have I read in my lifetime where Hulk sitting there in a lab coat and glasses, reading the Sunday paper, and no one remembers that. They see the comic book covers where he's with the raw, he's the planet breaker or whatever. That's the part they always remember. They don't remember all the times that Hulk was in an Avengers meeting having a problem eating muffins. This is things that happen, but you don't follow it. There's an actual panel somewhere, I'll never forget it, of Hulk struggling because it was the size of his hand to get a muffin into his mouth. There's comedy there, folks. It happens. That's how storytelling happens. You can't just do one thing over and over and over again. The same people who are clamoring that the Hulk's been nerfed 
that when they debuted him in 2008, if he'd have stayed that Hulk by 2018, they would have called him stale. Mm. So watch out, will you please? Thought, oh, uh, to go back to Captain America for just a second. By the way, Anthony, Anthony Mackie, re, re, uh, utilizing Sam Wilson to be Captain America. Uh, we'll get to it in a few, in, in a little bit, about how people are feeling about the colored folk in these starring roles. We'll get to it in a second. Just keep <laughs> this one in mind because I'm going to wrap this one together with the other one. Okay, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts was a big deal, only for the fact of. For those of you who are unfamiliar with Thunderbolts, think Suicide Squad. All right, it's kind of like the Marvel Suicide Squad. For the most part, it's usually villains of some kind who got together, and you know, Baron Zemo put this group together originally. Ironically, was not announced as a member of the team. I don't think that'll stay that way. I, th- I think for sure he's in this movie. You can't do Thunderbolts without that guy. But. Um, People were kind of curious as to how this team makeup was going to look, who's going to be on it, what are we going to do with it. And it has been announced that the Thunderbolts roster has been revealed, and it goes as such. So Val, Vinatoba, whatever her last name is, the female Nick Fury to this group, she's the one who put this team together. She's in there. Julia Louise Dreyfus is still there. She's awesome. And we have Ghost, who was the villain from Ant-Man 2, the one that everyone seems to forget from this roster, because everyone kept pointing to that one going, who the fuck is that? It's Ghost. (laughs) Red Guardian, you know they have to capitalize on the Stranger Things stuff, so he's there, he's back. Yelena Belova, the new Black Widow. Winter Soldier, this was huge, a huge addition. U.S. Agent is back, had to include him. And Taskmaster, or at least their version of Taskmaster from the Black Widow film. So we've got three Black Widow cast members, two uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier cast members, and one Ant-Man cast member all thrown into this team. Should be interesting to see the buildup with this. Um, We currently don't have an Avengers team, so this will be the first team in a while, actually, that they're going to be building up uh, to be a superhero team of, what do they call it here? Earth's unlikeliest heroes. <laughs> All band together. For those who gave me bullshit for thinking Ragnarok was bad because of all the comedy, and then re-gave me bullshit the other day when I finally watched Love and Thunder and didn't think it was nearly as bad, prepare to give me bullshit for this because I could already, I could, I could smell the comedic journey from here. I could already tell looking at the photo. Look how happy Red Guardian is here. Oh, my God. And Bucky and the U.S. agent are going to have drama. Black Widow and Taskmaster, I'm sure, won't be happy with each other. This is going to be comedy central over here. So I'm just preparing my mind because I know I'm going to get pissed about this. But The abundance what, of funny? Yeah. What did you think about this? Did you hear about this? What were your th- You're new to the Thunderbolts, You explained right? that. You just pretty much explained it to me. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what to think of this. And yeah. I'm sure the more casual fan like myself is just as confused by it. Oh, a lot like, of people, I, yeah. Yeah, like, it's no. just, I don't know. This one was a curveball for a lot of, especially for MCU fans who only so follow the I asked you, is so. it necessary? Uh, to tell the story that any, we need to tell. Is any of this necessary, though? I think it's necessary to a degree. Because 
now that we know we're building towards, let's be honest, I know they had an Avenger film called Kang's Dynasty. We're building towards Secret Wars. That's the main end game here. Kang's, the way that their formula works, and we've seen this already, we already know that a lot of these superheroes are going to get their asses kicked in Kang's Dynasty. That's a given, right? They used Infinity War to build up the anticipation to Endgame. I promise you they're going to do the same thing here. But who's going to... It's like wrestling. You know at King's Dynasty, someone's going to do the job to set up the big victory at the end. So who's going to do the job? I can see Thunderbolts playing a role in this. And, and maybe not in the historic comeback. I have another idea for that. But I think the Thunderbolts are going to play a role in that big defeat. How about that? I'll say it like that. Damn, you think they're and building up fodder? I Yeah, I think they're going to be built up a little bit as cannon fodder, yeah. And, and much like that first team was in Infinity War when a lot of those new guys got ate up and then we brought them back, same deal here. Kang's dynasty, Kang is, a, is, is a big on the multiverse. We're going to get a bunch of different variations of everything. It's going to get confusing, folks. So try to stick around for as hard as you can, I guess. Speaking of Kang, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, this is the big one for the MCU because of Kang. And we're going to really get a chance to see what he can do and really explain to people what he's capable of. So not much really to discuss here. Not a lot was really revealed, I guess you could say, about this film, other than the fact that it's got the original cast. We even have an adult Cassie now who will be playing the hero Stinger. Um, that's really the only new thing. But right now there's a lot of tight lips, tight lips about how this movie is going to be portrayed and moving forward because it's supposedly a game changer. So we'll see how they include Kang into this. I am going to make the bold prediction that we're going to lose somebody in that film. It's just a matter of who. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but that's basically that. I don't know if you have anything you want to chime in about for nah. Ant-Man. And, and it's huge, but again, there's not much to discuss because there's not really a whole lot released. They did talk about it a little bit at D23. And uh, you know, according to Collider, the trailer shows... Scott's daughter, Cassie, now working with Hank Pym and Janet on their experiments with the quantum realm. However, Scott, Hope, Cassie, Hank, and Janet are forcibly sucked into this strange dimension, culminating in Scott and Cassie coming face-to-face -face with Kang the Conqueror, who demands that Ant-Man retrieve something that was stolen from him in what will surely be his biggest heist yet. So he'll use some of those thieving skills for Kang. Kang, I'm going to give people a heads up, by the way. Uh, when it comes to villainy, Thanos cut promos on you. He was a soldier. He was a warrior. He would cut a promo on you. I'm going to fuck you up. I'm going to beat your whole ass. That's the kind of shit Thanos would do. <laughs> Kang is a little bit more of a thespian, I guess. He's a little bit more of on the dramatic side of things. He's going to talk your ear off. A lot of dialogue here, so get fucking ready for that. Those are a lot of, I don't know how many panels, like you turn the comic book page and, Con, and Kang's, Kong, what the fuck am I doing? Kang is going through a diatribe and you can just see bubble after bubble after bubble. And I used to fuck, it's one of the reasons I hated Kang because he just motor mouth over here. Um, they gave us a director for Fantastic Four, that's dope. 
Uh, that's uh, Matt Shackham, who is the director, who was the director of One Division. So I like the idea that they're bringing in a guy who who's capable of doing a little something more outside the box. Still, nothing yet confirmed on the cast. We are hearing some names, and uh, and, and I don't know, some I like, some I don't. But then again, it's acting, right? We'll see who brings it to the table. I didn't think I would like that Twilight Kid and Batman, and I did. So who knows? Who fucking knows? Not much to reveal about Fantastic Four other than that. Uh, they do have a date, November 8th, 2024, which means we could see some principal filming being done sometime next year in 2023. Hopefully by then, you would think. Cast, right? At some point, fuck. Give it to me. I need the drugs. I don't like being out of the loop. I wanna, I'm want to. i a mark when it comes to the, the movie stuff. I, I want to know. Let me know. Let me in. But they do a much better job keeping secrets than the wrestling business does. Tell you that. I don't know how many wrestlers will hear the good news and just go all over social media with it. Not these guys. They love mm. the anticipation. This one was funny to me. So low-key season two. With the second season of low-key still in production, Disney unveiled a surprise guest who is now starring in the show. Ki Hu or Hui, Ki Hui Kwan who just made an outstanding return to acting and everything everywhere all at once is officially joining the God of Mischief next outing in the MCU. Given how Quan's last film dealt with the multiverse, Loki seems like a natural stop in his acting career across the cosmos. Does that name ring a bell to you? Ki Hui Quan? No. No. Didn't ring a lot bell to a lot of people. As a matter of fact, when he walked on stage, they couldn't recognize the face. But I know the name, and I know the face. You, We're going to tie it back to the first movie, Indiana Jones. Do you remember Short Round? No. Do you remember the little Asian boy in Temple of Doom with the hat? Okay, I know, yes. Yeah. I don't know Indy, what the hell Short Indy, Round Mr. was. Yeah, but... Mr. Indy, Mr. Indy, Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones. That little annoying-ass little Asian kid. Yeah. That's him. That is adult short round, who shortly after Indiana Jones, he also was the Asian kid from the Goonies. He did a few things in the 80s, and then he grew up and didn't act anymore. He lived his own life, became a family man. He was living good. Then a buddy of his got in contact and said, hey, would you be interested in doing something? And they did a movie called Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I still have to watch. It's on my fucking docket, starring Michelle Yeoh. Legendary Michelle Yeoh. And he was in that movie. Uh, that was his return film. He hadn't done acting in a very long time. Rave reviews. Apparently did a very good job. I can't wait to see it. And now that movie also dealt with multiversal content. So now he's in this show. And I got to tell you, short round being in the MCU, I'm with it. Sign me up. Uh, he's such a good dude. Uh the here you can hear if you look him up online, you're gonna hear nothing but solid shit about this guy. He's such a nice guy. When the premiere for everything everywhere happened, you know they do a big red carpet deal for movies and blah 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 blah. He hasn't really done anything since Indiana Jones and the Goonies. He hasn't really done anything. So he went to the red carpet event for that movie, and he was surprised. Harrison Ford came to see him and support him. Mm. Yeah, I know. They wheeled him out of his nursing chair wow. and oh. put the put those blocks that they do around the knees to keep the feet rigid. And he kind of waddled his way over. 
and uh, make sure he took off his drooling bib before they took the pictures. And he sat there with short round and took some pictures, I'm sure. And then uh, hug, conversation. I'm sure Harrison fell asleep for a nap somewhere in the middle. They put him back in his chair and, and took his accessory ride back to his mansion. And what a good deed from uh, Mr. Ford to, uh, come see, to come see his friend. You know, I, I don't Christ. I don't know how many painkillers it took to get him there, but they got him. Probably a handful. Yeah, pro- at least. I, I, that's probably how they're measuring now. Just, <laughs> just the inside of your palm, Harrison. Nothing more. If it touches the finger, don't let it linger. Push it into the middle. That's how many pills you need. And then you just take it down with a, 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 a pitcher of water, I guess, because Lord mm-hmm. knows at 80 his esophagus is struggling. So you need to really pour it in there. All right. Disenchanted. Saw this trailer, and I feel like such a sexist asshole. I really do. I oh, feel, okay. I'm I interested. F- I feel like such a sexist asshole. Why? I loved Enchanted, and I'm going to love Disenchanted. It looked good, and I like the twist. I don't know if you saw the original Enchanted. I Not off the top of my head, though. No, it sounded very familiar, but yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, she's a character from a fairy tale land who came into a live-action world but still had that fairy land mentality type deal. Like... T- Singing to the animals and cleaning up the house and blah blah blah. She was, ah, uh, uh, was this, it's a Cinderella with the evil stepmother trope, and I think it was I want to say Susan Sarandon. I can't remember who the original villainess was in the first one, but it was years ago. And in this one, when uh, well, in the first one, this is a part of the story. She met a man who who wasn't her prince charming, but you know, real world shit, right? He already had a daughter from a previous marriage, but she was very very little in the movie. And at the end of the film, they get together, they become a family. She's like a stepmother to her. Well, in this film, that little girl is way older now, obviously, because time moves on. Mm-hmm. And the twist of this film is that no life is perfect, and she thought she would have a perfect life. No, and no. she made so a she's filing for divorce. She, no, no, no. And she made not, a wish. Oh, okay. She sorry. made a wish but that, on Facebook too that much. she could help oh. her f- family more and, and just be a better mom, be a better wife, or whatever it was. And the twist of it is, you know, monkey paw shit. Be careful what you wish for, right? So she starts becoming more of the evil stepmother. That's kind of the twist of the film, where she's trying to stop herself. She's catching herself doing these things that were done to her. She doesn't want to. It was in her conflict, blah, blah, blah. But the part where I feel kind of sexist about the whole thing, and my wife was like, I don't know if that's sexist, but it's kind of fucked up. She looked older here. There was. I know we just made fun of Harrison Ford a second ago for being old, and Lord I mean, knows she is supposed to be old. Either. I know, but I mean, on. what does that have to do with sexes? Because that's ageism. I don't, no, because yep. I'm. I think because I think there's a piece of me that holds women to a little bit of a higher standard when it comes to the acting thing. Because I'm like, because you know, it's not fair, but you know, the spotlight is on you more physically than the guys, and I'm like, she looks a little. Oldish. She's got some things going on here. I don't know. And I was like, I felt bad. I couldn't take my eyes away from her neck. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, looks, what, I think she looks great. What happened? No, listen. She she's not old. She does look great. 
She's phenomenal. But I mean, I, I don't know. I was distracted. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Yeah, She's yeah. flopping around. She's flopping around over there. So <laughs> All right, like, okay. See, see that? Now we're okay. Now. Dangerous <laughs> pull back. Pull up. Pull we were, up. Listen, we were great <laughs> about a second ago. It's like the plane when you're playing the plane. Low terrain. Pull up. Low terrain. Pull yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, oh Jesus! You just you visualize <laughs> it for us while your brain. Oh, there you go. See, thinking. I just wanted to put you at all the wavelength. Now you guys know where I am. Now we're up on it now. And oh yeah, my god. It's hitting it. it's hitting the uh Disney Plus on November uh right around Black Panther actually. November 24th, 2022. So we're looking forward to that. Next up, oh boy, Little Mermaid. Okay. See, you're in a great position here. Cuz you Yeah, cuz you don't have the toxic people on your social media. You're free of this burden, right? Yeah. So you don't get to see. I mean, I see a little bit. Of, I mean, this, pro- this problem is. So here's the thing. Here's the thing I'd like to say. Okay. If it's reaching me, it's a big deal. Yeah. Like a lot. Not, maybe not necessarily a big deal, but people are talking about it. That's like, actually that's a really good know. way to. That's how I judge it. Yeah. That's like actually how, a really how good. Much people are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I see I'm, a lot of it. I'm not going to entertain the bullshit here. I'm not? not. No, I'm not. Because. Much like we talked about earlier when, when people were getting down on punk. And I was like, well, why are you getting down on punk? He didn't start this. Right? Paige started this. And I said then, and I said, until until you start holding Paige accountable for what he did, I can't take the criticism seriously. So I overlooked them. There's a bit of a similar thing going on here. Right? The only issue, let's be honest about this. The only issue with this entire film is that this woman is black. There's no other fucking criticism to be had. You well, can't I mean, tell it's me. The obvious, but yeah. time out. That's, I'm going to stop you right there immediately. Okay. That doesn't mean that if that person was white, this would be a flawless movie. No. It's just the obvious argument, and yes. that's why, thus far, that's the only thing that, it, that they're talking about. This movie, all right, go ahead. Yeah. So this, it's the only argument to be had, okay? There's literally nothing else. At the moment, when this movie comes out, if it's a shitty movie, it's a shitty movie. Feel free to destroy it. I don't care. My issue with people is when they start destroying shit before the fucking thing comes out, right? When (laughs) When they hired Scarlett Johansson to be in Ghost in the Shell, okay? The argument was, race shouldn't matter. Hire the best actor for the role, for the job, right? When they hire Tom Cruise, I'm going to repeat that. Tom Cruise to be the last samurai, they said, hire the best actor. (laughs) Hire the best actor. Race shouldn't be an issue. What was that? Lucky whatever deuce that card game where it was like this, this it was another situation like this. There was a famous Asian guy who got famous from card counting, and they made a movie about him. And he was white. Hire the best actor. Race shouldn't be a factor. When they hired a white man to be Goku, and a white <laughs> woman to be Chi Chi, <laughs> it was. Hire the best actor. Don't worry about the race. Goes back years. 
when John Wayne, the most cowboyist of cowboys, played Genghis Khan, a famous murdering Asian fellow, hire the best actor, race isn't an issue. I'm I'm implementing that ideology here. I don't give a shit where her skin color is. If she sucks, she sucks, but it ain't going to be because she's black. Captain America, Sam Wilson. I'm all, when they announced New World Order, I'm already starting to hear it. It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be a good movie. This is a different Captain America. I'm all there's they're tiptoeing around, but they don't want to say what it is. Just like in the show, you didn't see Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? I did. You did. I believe I did. You did. So the scene where they left the old Captain America, the old black guy, where they left his house and they're walking the street and the cops approach Sam. And they didn't realize that it was Falcon. They just saw a black guy on the corner and thought, eh, this would be fun. Especially since he was arguing with a white guy. We can't have that. And that whole scene that took place, everyone ignored the... 20 minutes of the white man fucking over the old black guy and focused only on the two minutes of the cop harassing Sam Wilson and all of a sudden this whole thing is political. Right? It's always a swerve. It's always something else. And with this show, oh, they're just trying to be woke. No, they just don't care. So there is people online, and again, you're free of this burden, who are sharing memes... This is hilarious to me. Sharing means of movies. These are fake movie posters of movies that would be starring traditionally black characters casted by white actors. As an example, I saw one and it made me die laughing. It's hilarious. Somebody made a movie poster that said Ryan Gosling. And it had a picture of Ryan Gosling on there. This is as Martin Luther King. Right. And then like, what was it? Somebody, Chris Pratt as Rosa Parks. Well, and they I mean, had all these on, movie trips. Can we at least just make it make sense? <laughs> so, the first one was funny. That one's yeah, not even funny. That does, well, I think that's a play on Chris Pratt just plays that, or Chris Pratt just plays everybody now. But okay, when right, I, I saw... I loop on that joke. What, what I saw... Well, yeah, because remember, he's not only the guard, he's going to be Super Mario in a few months. So... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that so... Um, my thing is this. This is my take on all of that. Two things. A, if you thought white people portraying black people was a new thing, please wake up. Because not too long ago, maybe my wife didn't even know this. About a year or two ago, you guys hired Ralph Fiennes to play Michael Jackson. Okay? My wife didn't even know this. She had to, she thought I was lying. She Googled it in the car and almost threw her phone out of the fucking window. Okay? If you think hiring white actors to play black characters is a new thing, and that... It should be used as a counter-argument Then you're new to the game and you should really think about what's going on here. And then the mm-hmm. other side of it, the second thing that I take from literally all of this, if you're telling me that a good argument about what's going on is Ryan Gosling portraying Martin Luther King in a film, you know what? If it'll shut you the fuck up, I'll co-sign. Do it. I double dog dare you. Oh, it's just all... It's, just do it's, it. That, that, that right there... I, I, I'll... I'm going to be honest with you. That right there saying Ryan Gosling playing Martin Luther King is literally just a metaphor 
of pe- white people saying the N word. Like yeah. it, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense at all. So what you do is you take the most iconic person and then you just put some random white guy there to insult uh, an entire group of people. Like that that's that's literally what that is. They're just metaphorically saying the N-word. They're I don't really tr- know how else to They're say trying that. to sneak it in there, is what they're trying to do. That's just what it is. Like they don't they're, they're, it doesn't even make sense at all what they're talking about. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even know why people are so strung up on a black person playing the Little Mermaid. I do completely agree this is woke shit. If you don't believe it's woke shit, then I, I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to say. Like, for me, look, my honest opinion about it is I don't care what they do, first and foremost. Yeah. Second of all, I don't think that they should have changed the race of the little mermaid it just doesn't make any sense to me mm-hmm. like that that within itself is pandering now do you okay. want to do a spin-off do you want to do a whole new movie all within itself there's plenty of culture disney movies that you can make a real life movie mm-hmm. they're, they're they're there they exist right. we can make that why do we have to change the little mermaid from white to black? You could do whatever you want. Yeah. But if that doesn't embody wokeness I, yeah. and pandering, I don't it's to create an outrage while trying to seem like you're equal. To me that's not being equal. Changing the little mermaid, which is a story you already know, you're going to revamp it regardless if the person was white or black. So yeah. it's not like you change it specifically for that. When you're going from that to a movie, you're not going to go line by line. You're going to revamp it in some modern way anyway. So why do that? Why not just leave it the way that it is or and then create something new or create a spinoff? Or maybe is she – okay, so I guess that's a, that's a big question. Is she Ariel yes. or is she someone else? No, she's Ariel. See, she should have been someone else in The Little Mermaid and Ariel had like a cameo. Like that could have worked too. And you could have still called it the Little Mermaid. Right. Okay. But instead, you change Ariel. Yep. Right? This is this is the wild shit to me, right? Mm-hmm. People are so fucking dumb and blind to be to want to argue race and shit like that. They don't even realize what the fuck is happening right in front of your face. You're arguing that it shouldn't matter if a black girl plays Ariel. Why is her fucking hair red? I'm sorry, wait, why are you blanked out? Why is her hair red? Why is Do she, you see the yeah. disrespect right in front of black people and we don't even realize what the fuck is happening? If if it's a <laughs> But they gave her dreads. If it's a black <laughs> hair, it, it could be anything that's a little bit more culturally appropriate. Yeah. Not someone who has to dye their hair. There's not many naturally red head black people. Uh-huh. It's not a thing. Right. So you're just, it's it's like it's almost as if like you 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 it, it's it's the crazy I don't know how to explain it. It's like they're literally disrespecting you in front of your face and you're arguing about the wrong thing. It's so funny this you say that person because person should not be aerial. African Americans who have seen this and have spoken out about this don't feel disrespected. They feel the opposite. Like you were saying no, before, I, this no, is pandering. I'm saying they should feel disrespected. Oh, but I, I I know that they're not because they're arguing, oh, well, it shouldn't matter, and my baby gets to see someone that looks like her, and blah, blah, blah. No, you're, 
No, what you're doing is you're showing these kids a black aerial, and then they're going to learn of the new, the real aerial, and they're not, they're going to get confused. But they're not confused. A lot of these kids already know what the original aerial looks like, and they like this one better because it looks like them. There's no confusion here. They can tell the difference. I don't know. I've seen that video. I saw that video of the kids crying, and that shit is weird to me. No, no, that is weird to me. That is what's weird about that is you. That is adults putting shit into kids' head. I've never seen a child randomly on their own without any external look at something and go, "Hey, they look like me." Not to say that it doesn't happen, but not like that. No, that does not happen. That is adults talking and influencing the thoughts of kids, and then they see something, and now they're like, oh, that person looks like me. That's not how humans at, at, at a base level think. That is something put into a kid's head. I, I don't well, care here's the thing, a crazy though. guy. But here's the I thing, though. Refuse- You're saying the word parents. Right, you're saying that's an idea that parents put into their kids' heads. People, are you sure about parents, that? I was just gonna say, are you be sure about that? Because it, uh, <laughs> here's, here's uh, the thing. The because here's internet. the thing. I have a counter argument for that. Here's the thing. If you're going to tell a parent, listen, that kid doesn't think that way. You put that idea in her head. I'll give you that. But the counter argument I'll give you is if that parent doesn't put an idea in that kid's head, you know who will? Everyone else. That, this is that, the, this is the same problem that I t- I talk to Steph about all the time. Either you get ahead of it, or the world beats you to it. If you don't want to put identity politics into your kid's head, fine, let a kid be a kid. But ages four, five, six, and seven, they're being exposed to this shit anyway. So whose narrative are they going to use? Yours or the world's? Sometimes you got to get ahead of that yeah, shit. But I understand. I understand that, but. That still doesn't negate the fact that 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 what you're it, no you could you could it's gonna be hard it's not easy and it may not stick I'm not saying that your hard work will always pay off it won't somewhat for whatever reason if your kid decides that what someone else is saying is more logical than what you're saying albeit because you're just their parent and you you know people you know how people get in the kids head oh that's your mom of course she's gonna say that like you know that that's how that works so regardless if you get ahead of it or not the world's gonna get to your kids so it's they're either have the mindset to use their brain and understand or they're allowed to be easily manipulated but that has nothing and i agree with you there yeah. But that is irrelevant to the part of a kid looking at a movie and going, mommy, that person looks like me. But some people that do thought say that. process is not a kid, the way kids think. But that's not it's true. Not. Kids have said that. Even not related to this. Even not related to this specifically. Remember what my background is and what Steph's background is. We're around kids all the time. We've heard kids say that. Okay, but it's not a majority. I'll give you that. No, but again, that doesn't make my point moot. You don't know where they're getting it from. Yeah, but my argument is it doesn't matter where it's coming. Okay, natural thought. It's not a natural thought. Okay, you're arguing that point, and I get you. What I'm telling you is, is although it's not a natural thought, it's a thought. It's coming. Okay, you're not understanding that point. No kid thinks that way. 
but no, no, we'll they will <laughs> because no, no, that's how the agree, world we works. Will, we will agree there because honestly, I think yeah. we're arguing semantics here, and it's that's irrelevant. yes, that's what I'm trying to tell you. They yeah. don't need to change her to this. They could still do. But here's this the thing. Here's Ariel. But there's again go, going back to Ariel. They don't need to do it this way. You're right. They don't. My thing about it is, is who gives a shit if they do? They, you're saying that they're pandering. This is woke. That this That's is woke bullshit. I don't like. Right, I don't right, like. right. I don't like. But pandering, pandering to whom? Who are they pandering, pandering to? To them. Who's and that them? Fit that, and that kid, uh, pandering to to the black community. It, no, no, pandering. And this goes. It's, this is this is far beyond black. Okay. Th- this is everywhere, bro. If I sat in your room for a living room and watched TV, I could point out some of the ridiculous pandering that okay. people just cannot. They just won't grab it in their brain. Okay. Them. So whoever you are listening to this from your perspective, you, unless you're a white guy or a white person <laughs> or Caucasian, then no, you're the one uh, pillaging this stuff. Yeah. But everyone else, you, you're the one being pandered to. If it is not a new creation or a recreation of something in which they change the race of or the style of, like movies that you watch that randomly have hip-hop references in for some reason, you're like, that's so out of place. Like, what does that have to do with anything? Like, okay. that's pandering to people to make them feel like that is them, which is okay. exactly what we were arguing. Right. But it goes across the board. It's way beyond black. This is just the one that is happening right now, and the black community is probably by far the uh, loudest when it comes to this topic, right? Because you can uh, appropriate, or however the fuck you say that word, Asian culture, and keep, okay. they, you won't hear peak. Right. They steal Asian culture all the time, and you don't really hear people say... Uh, Every once in a blue moon, you'll get one, but it, it gets no traction. Like, no no one cares. This particular community is one that's very vocal about it, and I can understand why. I obviously understand yeah. why and the history behind it and all that shit. So to me, like, what, look, even just looking at the thumbnail of this trailer, it just breaks my heart to go, why couldn't they just pitch something different? Or why does her hair have to be like an uh, amber red? Why can't it just be a natural color that that if it's a black and white thing, black people naturally have? Why can't it be natural hair? They tried to do that with the little with the you can see like the little dread, a few dreads in her hair. Like they tried. They, it's it's see, pandering. You, you, right. But in, in the examples that we gave earlier, when Tom Cruise was the last samurai, who are they pandering to with that? Who was that? Who was the target audience for that, that movie? I see that as pandering because... Okay, but wait, I got more. Hold be, on. But hold you don't on. have to be Japanese to be a samurai. Okay, listen to what I'm... Okay, by samurai law, how many white people knew that law? I don't, who I don't was know. This, who was that pandering to? When they made Scarlett Johansson the, the Asian chick from Ghost in the Shell, who was that pandering to? When they made... We go back. When they made people wear blackface to do black exploitation stuff... Who was that audience for? When they hired a white guy to be the blackface character, who are they pandering to? Every movie, every form of entertainment is pandering. I made a product, please buy. Now the question becomes, who's the audience? And for a number of years, whites were the audience. Now Disney's pandering to the niche audiences, the black audience, the Latino audience. There's a Spanish Snow White coming out. The lady who's playing Snow White is Spanish. They yeah, changed. That's pandering. They, the, 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 fairy in 
Pinocchio is a is is a, what was it? Was it a transsexual? I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those LGBT whatever whatever. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's pandering, and it's about time the people who are being pandered in that community get pandered too, because it's usually pandering to somebody else. No, you no, but you. I think there's a disconnect of what we're arguing. I'm not. No, no. There's a difference between pandering. And there's a difference between exposure and acknowledging a group of people. Those are two different fucking things. Do you know what the difference is between the two of them? They're using you and I and our face and our color to make their fucking money. Uh-huh. That's my point. This is Ariel. Yeah, this but even if the they... Okay, the but see, that still doesn't make sense to me. created Ariel. That still you doesn't make sense mermaid? to me. What do you mean it doesn't? It make doesn't sense? make sense because even You're if they took, even if they took your idea, they got rid of the red hair. They made it a more natural African American woman look. Changed the name from Ariel to something else. Even if they took your advice, they're still pandering to you for your fucking money. They're, they're not going to change all those movie. things and then chart no, and then give it to you for free. Not, and that, no, but my point is the difference between that is that they wouldn't be pandering. You're using it in an already established. Okay, but white they don't. The, the people you're trying to defend aren't pissed. The I'm white people are pissed about this, not the blacks. The whites are mad. So if your argument is that black people should be feel disrespected, no. why are the yes. white people feeling disrespected then? I'm saying that they should be upset. The reason why that they're not is because the white people are. What? If, if the white if the Dude, <laughs> if the white people didn't give a shit, yeah. their problems would be what I'm saying. Why is her hair red? Why is this? But because the people that they hate are pissed, they're saying, go queen, because they're they're pissed. No, I don't believe that. I 1,000% I don't, I don't, believe, I don't that. believe that. If nobody was bitching about I'm it, the then crazy that would be old the man case. Then. Because what's happening <laughs> is when you see something that you don't like, but you know the someone that you hate, doesn't like it and they're this audibly upset about it, you're going to rub it in. You're going to kick them while it's down. You're going to praise it. You're going to whatever. This movie could be the worst movie known to man and it would still get praised because of how much the Caucasians And that's what sucks because what happens if this movie's fucking good? Because then now the narrative still changes. Well, then it goes the opposite way. No, I don't think that it will. I think it'll actually get worse. Because if this movie is actually good, are we going to sit here and actually admit that it's and good on its is, own merit? And this or is, is it good because pandering. of the controversy made it good? But, but this is why it's pandering, because either way it goes, it gets the traction it needs. Let's do this. Let's change it. We know we're going to piss people off. Okay? You got that one person in Disney mm-hmm. who wants this change, right? Who, who wants her to be Ariel instead of pushing for this person to be their own entity. That's my only gripe. I don't think this movie if you change that girl's name from what from Ariel to something else oh, and then actually, do a little tip of the hat with a cameo uh-huh. or not even a cameo at all this is completely different for me. But because so let me ask she's you this, Ariel then. that's what makes it weird. So let me ask you this Yen because the way that you're explaining it now now I'm extra confused. Not for this, but for another. the other thing that we were talking about before when I said I would save it. Captain America, right? Different guy, different name, looks like your average African-American male. Are you talking about subject? Hold on, hold on. So, so, yeah, subject matter is completely on par with the culture, with the way that they've explained him and the way that they've explained America the character. Captain America is a title. 
Yeah, exactly. He is he is he is of his own person, and he's got a different but name and everything. America is that suit and that shield, right? So it doesn't matter if a fucking black guy or a white guy wears it. That's but not that's my point. Because that guy is what I'm. But arguing that's my point. You're is you, based entity. on your description. This is not pandering, right? It's a completely different dude with the a completely Captain different America's, name. Uh, thing, yeah, right. Completely different name. Completely Correct. different character. Yes. Does fit more toward the, the culture suit. visually. He's just wearing the suit. Right. Does fit the culture more v- visually and dialogue and writing wise. They he's good, right? At what he okay. does. Okay. Yes. The criticism actually, for that character. That's actually an excellent example. Yes. Of what I'm well, to that's say. why I'm confused because the backlash to that is exactly the fucking same to this. So why yeah, is that? And I just said you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Because oh, <laughs> the criticism okay, is no, still no, no. the same. You, no, no, you might actually be slow walking me right into my example. What was the backlash? The backlash for that one specifically that I heard, uh-huh. and, and this is not just from the whites, but like you said before about sometimes black people should be starting to, start to feel a little bit more offended about how they're being portrayed. There was a small group. I would say a much more minority voice of people who also complained about the fact that there was a line in the show, and you said you saw the show, so you remember it, that the older Captain America user, America will never accept a black Captain America. And there was a large community of white folks who stepped up, who claimed to be Marvel fans, who co-signed that exact ideology, that a Captain America shouldn't be black. Regardless of how great he is. This is coming from people who actually dig the Falcon character. But they were making a very similar argument. He's Falcon. Let him be the black guy who's Falcon. We don't need a black guy as Captain America. That's an example of it being well done. They're even acknowledging it themselves, and then they make him Captain America. That's done perfectly. The way that, That is not pandering. That's creating... So why is the not pandering title... And huh? the pan- so why is the non-pandering title, and the pandering title between Mermaid and Captain America getting very similar criticisms then? Because like I just said about Cap about Little Mermaid, and you just proved my point that I told you about Little Mermaid that you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. The only reason why we're getting this outcome is because the white people are pissed, right? And you kick your enemy when they're down. Fuck if this is garbage. We're we're supporting this all the way. Just like the jokes with the Obama when Obama first went into office. Hey, you know, why are you voting for him? You know, it's politics. No, I'm voting just because he's black. It's that type of thing, right? Like, they, no, we're, we're supporting this all the way. And I'm not saying that this is a – none of this is negative or positive for those who just confuse the way I argue points. I'm completely unbiased in this. I'm just trying to – I'm looking at something, and there's things that I don't like and there's things that I do like. That's what I mean. They're going to support it regardless, and they should because that's how you get change. But my problem is with the Captain America thing, I think that was beautifully well done. That's exactly how it is now. He's a standalone person who is Captain America, but he was his own entity. He is not that An white established guy. entity before he got no, to No, but he is not. What is the white guy's name? His name is Steve Rogers. Put, Steve Rogers. Huh? The character's he name is, is Steve Rogers. Steve yeah. Rogers. Yes. He is himself. And he became Captain America. That's even more of a beautiful story. That's not pandering. That's the way it should be done. Now, you're taking this girl who could be her own entity. She's probably fucking amazing. But she's Ariel. Yeah. And that shouldn't be, she shouldn't be Ariel. 
You don't just change someone's race. You know what that also panders to? This crazy shit right now in this world where you can literally just be whatever the fuck you want. I don't care how you feel, but you're not a dog. You're not a cat. You're not an attack helicopter. You're not a fucking tugboat. And you're not a train. <laughs> tugboat. And that's what this is supporting. Bro, I'm, I'm too woke for myself. No, I'm, that was stupid. That was funny. I found it hilarious. But anyway, but dude, seriously, like, that's what I'm arguing. Just don't. I make know, her but you're, I know, you, but see, that's the problem I have with your argument because your argument is so fucking specific. Your problem no, is the aerial part. No, I no. don't want anyone. I'm to telling you, the criticism, the, the criticism has nothing to do with the name or the specific character. It's the fucking skin. That's yes. it. Because you just, because I, I just told you with the Captain character. America thing, they acknowledge. I actually like that character. Yes, but he's dude, not can... Cap. My Cap needs to be blue-eyed, white right, skin, well, and blah, blah, blah. If that's blah. how you feel, then that's fine. Even if but they changed this change... girl's character. No, but... If they didn't Captain make her America, Ariel. If they didn't make Captain her Ariel, America they changed... doesn't change the fact that that is a different... If, if all of this... Let's say all of this stuff is real life. Okay. That is a different human being they don't see it that way that's, that's the part problem. You're... I don't get well, that's what we're talking about their it. problem that's what fuck we're talking them. about them that's what we're here to talk my, about my, I'm, my logic <laughs> doesn't change because someone else can't no but, but that's because but, okay but that's why i'm confused because we didn't start this conversation talking about just your point of view we were talking about the controversy as a whole which means you have to right. take in their point of view as well as so yours. That's what I'm wrong. telling you. Yes, absolutely. I bring praise and positivity to the world. <laughs> I was, I was bringing the logic to the argument. I don't have to stick to their unlogical argument to continue the conversation. <laughs> to make That's your what argument. people like to do. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I refuse. Is, I refuse. This is fucking pandering. Stop. Change this girl's name. That's well, here's let me. I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say that. And, yeah. Yeah. The pandering is not going to stop. We're, this is a runaway own, train oh, no. now. Dude, they're getting everything they want out of it. Yeah, this. this is a runaway train now. And it doesn't everything matter. And like I just told fucking... you, it doesn't matter if this movie's bad or it's good. It doesn't matter. It became a bullet point now. It is. Now it's just like it's a point of argument at this point. set for life. And God bless her. She's killing it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this young girl change anything she did. Fuck it. Whether it be pandering, whether she knows that we that what we don't that on set it doesn't feel like pandering. <laughs> Maybe they're hiding it. I love somewhere. I love the fact that you've chosen your side, but whatever, you're still. But listen, is, I'm rolling with the niggas. I'm just saying. And be, this is what it is. Day, because at the end of the day, like you said, and I and I will give you credit. Will credit is due. Like you said, if you don't get ahead of it. If you don't get ahead of it, then someone else will create that narrative for you. It's the biggest fear as a So you giving them the ideology or looking for yourself in bigger things could lead to you doing things that you never thought you would do and you get to control the narrative. I'm not going to argue that point. That is a smart point. But uh, take take what you said that was 100% correct to the side because, like you said, it's not completely (laughs) the argument. I'm just saying... That can go positively, and that also can go negatively. You could be the person for every every one person or every two people and one scenario. There are two different outcomes. I can I can use that ideology on a kid, and they can see this new aerial and become the next aerial. 
right? Well, or I can yeah. say that to the kid, they can see this aerial and then see someone else who's white and go the other direction where everything's against them and there's nothing they can do. It's life. There's nothing you can do to change and that. Disney, but... it, Disney's got the Black Panther formula down packed. They know that if I piss off enough whites, the blacks will show up. Black Panther is one of the highest grossing films of all time, and you can't point to a more controversial MCU film besides maybe Captain Marvel than Black Panther. Every what? white Marvel fan will tell you what an underrated film. If it wasn't, if it wasn't so black heavy, it wouldn't have been that successful. Yeah, what a basic movie. And blah, 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 blah. It's not really though. that different because I it think this movie is gonna. I think this movie is gonna benefit from that. There's yeah, so many just, pissed off white people. The blacks are gonna come. And they're gonna watch. And they're gonna make money yeah, off but this. That's just blatant. That in, in, in its, its own example is just blatant racism because that movie didn't depict anything but just beautiful and strong black people. And that's their problem. And not even just black people. <laughs> Let's take color aside. Let's take color aside because the real winners in that movie were the women. If yeah, you're, are the fucking women. Yeah, because they're which they makes them sexual, even more mad. Don't don't tell me. Don't tell me that women can accomplish they didn't things. Sexualize those women. <laughs> they didn't make them stupid. They made them strong. They made. They didn't. They. They. I don't know how they did it, but they made somehow they made women look so incredibly strong. But not aggressively overpowering their male counterparts. Yeah, yeah. Perfect and, and balance. Like that non-disrespectful way to not perfect and, and balance. Not even saying that, like, hey, you're not stronger than a man, but you are both equally strong in your own rights and strategy, both strategy and strength. Yeah. I don't know how they did it. Whoever wrote it that was movie, per- it, it was God. it was balanced perfectly. It was. It wasn't perfectly. a weak person in that entire fucking. So film. if you hate that movie because you don't like the storyline or it doesn't connect with you, that's fine. But to hate it because you didn't, you wish it wasn't so black. I mean, I mean, that's obvious. What the fuck that is? Well, I mean, let's <laughs> like, look at the. Let's. I was just making a joke the other day about the properties. And we're running late here, so I'm going to end it for you really, really, really quickly. But just really quickly, like some of the properties that have come out recently, Moon Knight, right? Heavy on the Egyptian lore, heavy on the African culture. It's Marvel, heavy on the fucking Muslim faith, uh, cultures, yes. the routines, right? There's a lot of different variations of the stories that are coming out now that are all over the diverse map, and these people can't. We were making a joke. We just watched the latest episode of She-Hulk last night, and <clears throat> excuse me, and we were making the joke that if you look at the She-Hulk franchise, written, directed, produced, executive produced, starred, everything by women. So if you look at the show, the women are the 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 smart, sophisticated, very diverse group of people on the show, and the men are fucking dumb and idiotic and doofy, and this all the well, men on the show are just fucking stupid, and all the women on the show like are the strongest thing ever. I'm not mad at them because, but it's because it's been the opposite way for so long. You got to eat well, a shit no, sandwich at some point. Just, no, to me, it has nothing to do with the opposite way. And yes, you are correct. It has been the opposite way so long, where the girl is the ditzy one with the big boobs. And yeah. Like, oh, did I drop this pencil? And I'm a whole asshole. <laughs> Although I do screen. like, I'm a classic man. I do like to drop. No, the pencil I get trick, it exactly. And, and then this one just reeks of, hey, I'm a woman. I'm. I, I know you think that I'm emotionally unstable, but actually I can control my anger very well. So I'm not going to be mad at these women creating a woman show for women made by women. And we, we all know that's how they depict the world and how, and the, their truth, their life that they live and stuff like that. So I don't have any problem with it. Is it for me? Maybe not. I'm going to finish watching it, but 
I don't think it's bad. Yeah. I like that there's something like that out there. Yeah, especially now that, I mean, look at this. Look at it this way. Your perception might be a little different moving forward now because you have a daughter. So it's like yeah. you I want your girl to grow week. up. Yeah, you want your girl to grow up and see things like this where it's like, look, you know, this is this is how strong you could be. Look do at this. Know, it's just like, you know, you know. The girl that plays uh, the, the one that can travel through the universe. America Chavez, yes. You know how many people I see? You know how many girls I see like that now? And I'm like, damn, dude, that could like be my daughter. Like she looks like my daughter. Like, yeah. Looks almost Fair haired. Yeah. My daughter. And that and that's what that's. And it does excite me. I, I know I kind of somewhat sound like a hypocrite here, but that does make me feel good that she does have those things in front of but her. that i but, just don't like taking historically white characters and changing their thing but like you depicted here it's not just a white thing they do it all the time for all different stuff yeah it's just fun to talk about right now that's all that's all it is just fodder stuff yep all right i'm gonna get you out of here there are some more maybe we'll pick it up next week when we come back i know you gotta get going um i didn't think we would go that deep on the mermaid how about that well, I, didn't I, either, I, I didn't think I'm you'd be triggered I, like I'm that. I'm kind of glad I got that off my chest. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't think you'd be that upset over all it. In, all in all, anybody listening, I could care less either way. If anything, good for her. She's breaking boundaries. She's changing. She she could very well be another person historically who changed the world and the way movies are done and the way the movies are depicted. So good on her. I don't want them to change anything. I have my own personal Things that I think, okay, I wish they maybe would have done it this way, but yeah. who's to say my way would have changed anything? So fuck it, let it rock, dude. Let people be mad. Let you, people be pissed. Wouldn't it be get kind your of money a... <laughs> and do your thing? Wouldn't it be kind of a fuck sick it. twist of all this controversy is over the Black Mermaid, but then when you watch the movie, Sebastian's British. They're like, ah, oh, they got us in the end. <laughs> all, these, <laughs> all these black folks showed up to support that movie, and then they took away the Jamaican crab. Oh, wait, you watched man. the trailer, I'm assuming. Wait a minute, you turned oh, the white lady dude, black? Actually, that would be fucking hilarious. That would actually. be hilarious. I didn't, I didn't really put two and two together until you said it. I'm like, damn, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be Did you watch the, You watched the trailer, yeah? Yes. What did you actually think of it? You ready I to thought, give it a shot? Yeah, well, it's just a teaser. And hold on one second. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just some last bit of stuff in the background here. Yeah, I saw the teaser, and, and it's just that. It's a teaser. You, you, you're you not seeing much. You're seeing landscapes, and, and there's a CGI flounder. I did get that part, and then just her and her voice and all that stuff. I'm, I'm going to give it the shot. My wife is a huge Little Mermaid, Mark. Really? Uh, huge. Of did all the that? Disney animated films, that is her bread and butter one. How does she, she feel? The, well, <laughs> she has no problem with the Black Mermaid thing. Her problem is her. I don't know. There's something about she, the way that she describes it. I don't like her eyes. They're like <laughs> alien eyes or whatever. Like, she has no problem with the black or white. She doesn't give a shit. She just didn't like the look of the actual actress. But she's been down this path. I've been down this path with her before where it's like, oh, right before it comes out, I don't like that person. And then we watch it and she likes it. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, movie magic will be able to pull her out. Her dad, and that's the thing, too. Everyone's talking about Ariel. Her dad, Triton, in the movie, is being played by a Hispanic. Like, it's all over the place, the whole cast. So it's like, I don't... 
That's why I said, man, if they throw a different crab than a Jamaican crab, that shit would be hilarious. Just mix it all up at this point, man. I don't fucking care. And to be honest with you, I hope we get to a point where it just doesn't become a fucking issue anymore. Oh, it's it's happening. It's working. We're in the peak of all this change, dude. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. You and I and even our kids, I don't I don't think. Remember, when our grandparents grew up, a black lead was an impossible thing to do in the first place. Right. We're we're in the phase right now where a bunch of us need to die out for the change to become complete because there are some. Still, some 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 uh, what do the you rest call them? of the trainings and, and conditionings <laughs> that are, you know, passed down that that is hard to kind of get over. But the kids don't give a fuck about none of this, yeah. that, and that's and I guess that's what they're all getting this. For, this is all normal for them. Yeah, they love it. It's, I gave this example from my son. My son's kindergarten year was remote learning, and he's every day that he's been to school. In his life, he's wore a mask. So to get yeah. him to not wear a mask, it's odd for him, right? Because this is what he knows. So like for he feels these... naked. Yeah, he doesn't have. A yeah, mask he on. feels yeah. very uncomfortable. He every time we go to Lily and Wayne's house, he asks if uh, if he should be wearing it. Right. He's just now getting comfortable to not wearing it in certain places. But yeah, but you know, the... you know, I just so I, I got I got a few minutes. I don't know if you're in a rush, but I, I was got, rushing uh... for you. Oh no no! I got I got a few minutes. I got a few minutes. Okay. I, I I moved something around. Okay. Um. So, <laughs> I just watched the uh, trailer, real quick while you were like talking about that. You know what's gonna be the biggest thing that pisses people off? What's that? The amount of soul that's about to be brought. Oh, oh the way she sung song. that song. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The way yeah. she sung that song, I was like, oh okay. Then this is only the. Her skin color is only the surface. She's oh, yeah. about to fuck this. Not fuck it up like in a bad way. She's about to fuck. If, she, if she's got a good voice, I don't know this girl at all. She learned she's under the, she's a Beyonce's protege. Oh. She's in a two-girl group. She's an actual music artist. Singer. Oh, she's about to, she's about to. She's going to shatter this shit. I'm she's telling about you, to yeah. single-handedly destroy <laughs> White people's whole fucking ideology uh, of Disney. Uh, yeah, uh, they yeah. might riot after this movie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna drive people up a wall. That's my point too. Like, imagine this is actually good, and it actually makes people who were pissed about it go, "Ah, fuck, this is actually." And that's decent. a beautiful thing, right? That's where you're gonna. That's the hope. That's the, the goal. That's, that that's regardless of all the hoopla and the, this person should be that or her name shouldn't be Ariel. What the fuck you want to call it? If she kills this role, it's yeah. gonna change the game, dude. Everything's it's, gonna everything's gonna fucking change. It becomes because a now world, the man. level of if you still don't like it, even though she does a unbiasedly good job, although race like you were just gonna be depicted as a racist. Like right now, you kind of are because you're griping on it. But if it's good and you still don't like it, then it's just like you're just stay in the house, dude. They're coming after you. <laughs> They're coming after you. Oh, man. There's still some more. We'll pick it up next week. We'll finish that. And then um, there's a couple more things happening within the week that I'm probably going to want to talk about in the show. I'll send it to you. But, uh, yeah. So, Disney causing a little bit of a ruckus. Getting some some hoopla. Getting some eyes. Getting some eyeballs on there. We still have a few other things that we didn't talk about. Uh, Mandalorian uh, is... uh, coming out with some stuff hocus pocus 2 which is a big event in my house uh 
My wife is going crazy for going crazy right now. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So there's a lot of different things. Bad Batch, Santa Claus is back, Avatar, a lot more to go through. We will pick this up again next week. We both got places we need to be. I'm getting buzzed as we speak. I don't know if that was picked up on the thing. I'm getting hurry up text messages. So uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for sharing it, of course. Thank you for enjoying all this absolute fucking madness. I didn't think we'd go that hard, but we did. Fuck it. We said what the fuck we said. And that's all of there's to it. Amen. This is my daddy's 200th episode. If you'd like to sew, buy some mugs, t-shirts, mugs, tank tops, beats towels, phone cases, go to H-A-O-U-N.com. This is my daddy's 200th episode. This still keeps him busy, and he's not playing with me, so stop listening. Well, but he's actually wearing me, so I won't fight.